What episode is this? Episode a bunch. Yeah, 47. Wow. Uh, and I just jump into it. I have I've done zero prep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was I was just finishing up some dinner and watching a shitty Netflix show. So which, I've I've done zero prep as well. Which shitty Netflix show did you watch? Uh, I always so here's the thing with Netflix shows is like I I watch almost all of them because <laughs> Netflix originals are usually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> They're entertaining usually, even if they're like bad. They're usually kind of entertaining, so I give all of them a chance, um, at least for like an episode or two, and decide you know if I want to keep watching it. So they just released this new one called V Wars, which it's just it's a terrible fucking name for a show. <laughs> it's about vampires. Oh, okay. I, got... I thought it was gonna be about something completely different. <laughs> no. No, see, at least that would be more clever, at least. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? like, Probably no, a better watch. Like, yeah. it's. I, I got through episode two just before this, and I was like, I don't know if I can continue this, because I'll give you a line. A line that was said in all seriousness in the show, and I, I laughed out loud when I heard it. <laughs> oh, no. This doctor. This is like this doctor guy, and he was at, like, ground zero of when the vampire virus or whatever uh, broke out or whatever. And he, he goes and he d- gets in a bunch of trouble and he tries to cut a deal with the police and he ends up like in some FBI secret team or something like that. And they go, okay, well, you got to convince our science officer, whatever, whatever, you know, that you're worth, you know, making this deal. So he goes to talk to the guy and he goes, hello, I am the science guy around here. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm the science guy. Not like, hey, I, I am the PhD in molecular biology or like, hey, yeah. I'm uh, you know, a, 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 a scientist in this field. I'm the science guy. Something like, a science person would actually say is like, hey, yeah. here are my credentials. This is why you should pay attention to me. Yeah, but like, I feel like that line was written by somebody who's seen terrible stuff and they're like, well, he just tells him he's the science guy. And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's oh, the yeah. science guy, so we'll just have him say that. We'll be like, hey, I'm the science oh, yeah. guy. That one. Yeah, the science guy. Oh, I'm, I'm the shooty guy. I'm the oh, one that does the God. shooty. I'm, I'm the guy that shoots I'm, the guns. I'm the, the gun shooter guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. me. Pew, pew, pew. I'm the science guy around here. Um, What else have you been watching? Because there's been a lot of good TV coming out lately, I feel like. Oh God, The Mandalorian! I haven't watched today's episode yet. Either. Oh, we just watched it before I came downstairs to Did record. You? Yeah. I was te- I, w- I was tempted to watch it, but I was like, I don't want to not be able to finish it before the podcast start time, and then not know what happens. So oh, I was like, I'll that would have been bad. That would have been bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my wife is not like a big Star Wars person, and yeah. admittedly, I am probably like a casual Star Wars fan at best. Like I am yeah. not Obi. I'm not Palp. Uh, I can't recite you like the whole story of Star Wars by memory. Um, sure. But I do enjoy the movies, right? And yeah. so when I got Disney Plus and I saw that all the movies were in 4K HDR, mm. we went out on Black Friday and we bought a 4K HDR TV just nice. so that I could watch all the movies in 4K. Uh, and she reluctantly agreed to watch the movies with me. <laughs> and I figured it was going to be one of those things where like, I'm geeking out watching the movies, and she's you know playing on her phone or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I figured the Mandalorian was gonna be the same way, 
But I don't know if it's like the story of the show or if it's just Baby Yoda. But, <laughs> but she it's probably I, a little both. Yeah, but she totally enjoys the show. So like, she reminds me that it's new on Fridays, and like as soon as the little man goes to sleep, we sit down and watch it. Yeah. Um. It's it's just been such a cool show, you know. It, it is. It's, it's really it's well done, and I think what makes it different from the rest of the Star Wars universe. And I, probably some of this is due to the fact that uh, that it's a show and not a movie. But I feel like it's not overproduced. No, like it's done enough in in a way. Like it's it's done well, but it's not like so so overproduced that they're like, well, we need to make everything CGI. We need to yeah. make this more grand. Like everything doesn't have to be that grand and and crazy looking. And you know, it, it's it it's. For me, the atmospheres, they just scream Star Wars. Like, everything. Yeah, like, yeah. John Favreau has really captured the essence of Star Wars in yeah. that show. Well, and that's the thing is, like, even going back and watching some of the old movies, like, one of the things that I've noticed is, like, the the universe feels the same even across, you know, 30 years of, of filmmaking, right? To yeah. the point where, like, they still use these old, like, LCD screens that clearly would not be what we would use if we had like advanced technology spaceships but yeah. it matches up with like it matches up with the the look and the feel of Star Wars throughout all the years and the fact that Mandalorian does the same like instantly puts it back into that universe yeah definitely and i love so well to clarify one of the statements i made when i said overproduced like i'm kind of more referring to the prequels in that sense yeah because i feel like they were just way overproduced those those movies like and just they were like let's throw as much money as we can let's get a cgi jar jar in here yeah. let's have yoda do fucking flips through the air <laughs> like granted yoda flipping through the air is kind of cool but like it's just it didn't feel like the same star wars as like i watched when i was a kid so yeah. much yeah like it had it had feelings of star wars but it didn't feel the way that Star Wars feels in the Mandalorian to me. I know. Yeah, the Mandalorian feels like like an original Star Wars movie, right? Yes. But then just broken up into into TV. Uh, yeah. TV. And episodes. to the point to the point where I'm I'm watching each episode on Friday, going, "Motherfucker, these episodes are not long enough. And I know. I need more. I know. Like, <laughs> like I fully expected them to be like hour long episodes, and they're like." They're 30 minutes, but they cram so much into those 30 minutes that, like, they, there's no dull, like, there's no downtime. Yeah. You know, like, they're just, they're they're very, like, to the point, like, punch you in the face, and then you're done in, in 30 minutes. Yeah. No, I, I definitely enjoyed that show. They they did a great job. Um, if they, if they, they well, obviously, they know they did because they started, you know, making the next season, like, almost right away. Oh, yeah. This is, this is, like, this um, isn't going away anytime soon. That's the the same thing that Amazon did with with another really good show. If you haven't watched it, I don't know. Do you have Amazon Prime? Yeah, of course we do. Okay, so who if, doesn't yeah, at I mean, this point? Every every fucking person on the earth has Amazon Prime. Well, that's why Bezos has so much fucking money. Yeah, the boys. If you haven't seen that show on Amazon, it's fucking great. Yeah, fucking loved it. We watched like the first. Uh, we had like one afternoon free where my sister in law took the little man to the museum. Yeah, and I remember people talking about it, so we fired up the first episode. It was pretty good. It's just, it's weird. It's like one of those things where like we don't go into Amazon Prime, like the app enough on our TV, for yeah. me to remember to watch it, 
right? We're always scrolling through Hulu or Disney Plus, or we just put on ATTV or AT&T TV or whatever DirecTV now is. Um, yep. You know, so I don't I don't remember to go watch it. But yeah, like the first couple of episodes we watched were really good. No, it's really good. And there was like, I think it was like crazy high numbers for Amazon. Like it was their most watched series they've ever put out or something. That's insane. And um, they like immediately started filming season two. They were like, well, we need to get more of this out. Right. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's really good. If you have if you're not gonna if you if you're planning on finishing it, you should definitely do it. It's it's like, um, I had the same problem. Like I didn't I didn't use it enough, but I also use TiVo, which is super convenient. Like mm-hmm. I've been a TiVo diehard since day one. Oh really? Like way back. Yeah, I've I've used TiVo since like series two, which oh, is wow. like way back, like in it's the nineties. Like, I was gonna say that's like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, I had to convince my parents to buy me a TiVo. That's how long ago. I was like, you can fucking record TV without a tape. Like, which is, which is mind-blowing back then. Oh, absolutely. Kids, kids today have no idea what I'm talking about. No. Like, what do you mean? That, that was, no, like, back then, we had to watch something live. Like, like if when it, it, when it was, on. was on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it came on at 8 o'clock. If you didn't sit down at 8 o'clock... You missed the first five minutes. That's it. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you couldn't get it. You could, there was no DVD sales of shows. No. There was no, like, <laughs> finding it online. There was no online. Like, if you missed that first five minutes, it was gone forever. I remember I remember when they first started releasing, like, TV shows on DVD. And I looked at it. I'm like, why the fuck would you buy a TV show on DVD? Like, just watch it yeah. on TV. Right? Mm-hmm. And now you look back at that. And I'm like, wow, that, that didn't age well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because that's essentially what we've got now is that we've just got these digital libraries of our entertainment. Uh, Absolutely. And everything is so right here, right now. It's uh, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of cool, but it's also kind of scary. Well, that's also one of the reasons why I love TiVo because it's like it aggregates everything. So, yeah. like, if you wanted to search for something, it'll be like, yeah, you can watch this coming up, uh, you know, tomorrow on this channel, or you can get it on Amazon Prime, or you can watch it on Netflix, yeah. or you can watch it on this, and like it shows you all of your options. Yeah. So, so we then use. You can also just pull up any of those things. So we use Roku, like so the new TV we bought is a Roku TV, um, and you. the TV I've got in the basement is a Roku TV, and then we've got a Roku, like an actual Roku box for the bedroom TV. Uh, but Roku does the same thing. You can search for what you're looking for, and it'll show you all the places that you can find it. Yeah, um, which is which is cool. It's 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 just it's weird, right? Because now, like, I'll, I'll sit down with with Pebble, right, and he'll want he'll say like, I want to watch uh, Paw Patrol. I'm like, well, buddy, Paw Patrol isn't on right now. Yeah. W- what do you mean? <laughs> like, he doesn't understand like what that means. Like that that yeah. that TV isn't just readily available. Well, because uh, most of it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Paw Patrol is a bad example because I got tired of watching the same three episodes over again. So I oh, yeah. downloaded like 95 episodes or something like that. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, 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 it's interesting how like our, our viewing habits have, have changed. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see like what that industry does because we're starting to see this bloat where we've got so many streaming services. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think well, that they can all survive. I think that they can if cable dies. Yeah. Like, because you have 900 channels on a on TV, right? And you watch five of them, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, or you record from from 10 of them yeah. total. 
yeah. right? Like TiVo, like with TiVo, it has suggestions, so it's constantly recording stuff that it thinks you like as well. So that's kind of good. But like the the majority of of TV, like regular TV, is like hundreds upon hundreds of channels. So like if at some point channels went away and the channels became the streaming services, I could see that. Like, oh, you want to go to channel Hulu, channel whatever and it's not really a channel anymore it's more it's just like when you pull up your roku and you go to hulu or you go to amazon that's your channel list now like it's like launching pc games right you've got a launcher and you just remember which games are on which launcher and you go there right yeah the the difference is it's like i don't have to pay for steam right and eventually people realize that while i pay for amazon prime i pay for hulu i pay for disney plus i pay for netflix i pay for direct tv now holy fuck like i'm right back to where i was when i was paying for cable (laughs) yeah well there are some there are some game changers and i'm gonna call out my favorite service that i i've used also for quite some time probably five or six years now and i think you also use it and it's uh plex plex is great man plex is fucking amazing did you see what they did yesterday no they added free movies and tv to plex so you can actually pull up tons of movies no and shit. tons of tv and stuff all for free so now it's not and it's not shitty like yeah. you know like crackle was or something like that <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's actually pretty damn good like there's some good movies on there yeah like if you if you just pull up your own plex library you should see a new uh tab that says movies and tv and that's like plex's um what you call it their service yeah. or whatever what Whoever they're licensing all this content from, it's coming straight from them. Uh, it's actually, yeah, it's it's pretty damn good. I was surprised. I I, was, I thought it was going to be shitty. I looked at it and I was like, yeah, it's. I'm, I also pay for Plex Pass because I've yeah, always. I wonder if that's. Plex. I wonder if that's part of where you get those free movies from. Yeah, because I'm definitely be. I'm definitely not a Plex super user like you are. Like so, I oh, yeah. I got Plex originally because you know I had. A whole bunch of videos and different things on like my PCs, and I want to be able to watch them on my TV. And Roku has a Plex app, so even with just Plex Basic, yeah. the free version, um, it looks at you know what I designated as as my Plex server, um, yeah. and it'll it'll pump that up to the the TV. Uh, the nice thing is, is when I built my network attached server mm. um, that I used to like kind of back up all little man's photos and now all my movies and TV shows. Um, yeah. that actually has enough power to run as a Plex server. So now my PC doesn't even have to do any work. Oh, you're running it on the NAS? Yeah, it runs right on the NAS. There's a so, there's a, a the, Plex server app for the NAS software. I saw that, but my, my issue, and I don't know if it's changed since then, but when my I was originally thinking about doing that, it said that the, the NAS drive could not do transcoding. So... so the the one i have is not very good at transcoding right so if i have to change the quality or anything like that so the yeah. the interesting situation that we ran into was we were watching planet earth 2 um and i had a 4k hdr version mm. and i went to play it and it was buffering a lot and i figured oh man it's just the, the nas can't can't plug you know yeah and in which case all i do is i just drag it to my stream pc and i have that set up as a, a server too gotcha. and i can just, well, that's a crazy I can just thing pick too. each one but uh, like, so if no. You look at your t- if yeah. you look at your TV, I I bet you the TV itself has a Plex app. It probably does. 
Like everything has a plex. That's the other yeah. crazy thing about plex. Because well, it's, it's Roku built in, so the TV has the plex. Everything. Setting. Yeah. True. That's but so true. the craziest part was, is I went into the quality settings in plex, and I found out that it was trying to stream it at like twelve megabytes per second, and I'm like, oh, gotcha. well, what's this horse shit? You know, when there was like a forty megabytes per second four K HDR option. So I turned yeah. it up there, and as soon as I did that, even though it had to transfer more data, the NAS didn't have to transcode. So it just played flawlessly in, like, uh, 4K HDR. Like, absolutely beautiful. Like, stunning, stunning, and stunning that's, stuff. That's what I've read. I, yeah. I, I was When I was looking into it, everybody was saying you can't transcode on the NAS. And because my server is used by, like, 10 people, yeah. like, I can't, I can't possibly account for all that so, stuff. So there are NASs out there that have enough power that they can transcode. Yeah. Um, but mine was, I think I spent, like, 250 bucks on it yeah, with so hard drives. Yeah. It's like a Synology yep. JS yep. nine. Yeah, a little white, little yeah. white box. Yeah, yep. it's the exact same thing sitting in front of me. Yeah, so for for local playback where I don't do much transcoding, I I don't run into issues with it too often. Um, and it's it's kind of freed up that now it's like if my wife wants to watch something, she can watch it off the NAS while I'm streaming, and it doesn't it doesn't affect anything. Yeah, which is always kind of cool. So- the other thing about the transcoding is like if people watch on mobile, which yeah. a lot of people who use mine watch on mobile, then it transcodes to fit the uh, screen. Makes makes so sense. So it's actually yeah. yeah, it does does that conversion. Yeah, so, so I, yeah, I in that situation, it definitely would not work. <laughs> yeah, all my settings on my Plex server are literally. I think the setting I put on my CPU was like hurt me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's like low, medium, high, or make my CPU hurt. <laughs> yes, and that's what I have mine set on. Same. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, somebody's let's see. Uh, somebody's watching on my Plex server right now. My dad is watching on his Roku. My dad uses Roku. Yeah, he's watching the new Rambo, Last Blood. Nice, nice. <laughs> it is. It is such like it's such an amazing service, and for the most part, it works really well. Oh God, I've, I I mean honestly, I almost never have issues with it. Yeah, almost never. Yeah, and I used to have a lot of issues with the desktop server, like running off my stream PC, because. Mm. It wouldn't auto. I couldn't get it to auto update, and I would have to force updates, which means I had to walk all the way downstairs to force the update. But mm. the NAS keeps itself updated, and it just works. And it's oh, that's cool. It's fucking great. Yeah, I love it. I'm constantly on my my PC with the Plex server, so I just tell it update when it tells me. I never I remember until my movies fail to run. <laughs> All right, we've 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 given Plex a big enough commercial. Let's yeah, right. Let's move it on, right? Let's let's <laughs> talk about games. Have you been playing any games lately? Uh, I started playing Jedi: The Last Order or Fallen Order. Fallen and... Order. How do you like yeah. it? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, yeah. It's I it, the thing that I like about it is that it's uh it's got a lot of cinematic qualities to it. The yeah. same things that I loved about the Uncharted series. Yep these these cinematic sequences where you're controlling your character and things like that where you kind of it, it kind of gives you more of an immersive feel to the yeah. game like you feel like you're in a star wars movie almost it's kind of so, it's kind of on rails but you still feel like you have control exactly yeah yeah, yeah they did I a lot also, of they did a lot of good things with that game i've been super addicted to it yeah i don't mind cutscenes so much either so like i i like cuz i used to play what are those friggin um, like Metal Gears and um, uh, I forget what I think it was the Metal Gears that they came out when the last one that came out for PS3. Everybody was like, "There's 40 minute cutscenes in this game," and I was like, "Cool, like, fuck yeah, right?" <laughs> I'm kind of 
kind of excited for that. Did you ever play uh, the Remedy game? Fuck, what was it? I can't even remember the name of it now. It wasn't Control. It was the one that was before Control. Hmm. Oh my god, this is going to kill me. Um, so, like, the, the, the big hitch on it was you would play, like, an hour worth of games. Quantum Break. Um, oh, okay. So you would play through. You would play through a chapter of the story, mm-hmm. um, and then essentially you would watch a thirty-minute TV show, like live-action TV show, that advanced the story of the game. Live action? Yeah, like they actually filmed like a real TV show. Oh, that's cool. And there was like five chapters, and you would play through the first chapter, and then that chapter would end, and the TV show would pick up where the game left off, and then. If you had found like certain Easter eggs or certain hidden things within the game, like there would be like little like nods to that in like the TV show. So like the TV yeah. show could like change slightly based on how you played through the game and like the choices you made because at each junction you had to make a major choice. And depending yeah. on what you you what choice you made, like the story branched and then you'd watch mm-hmm. the TV show. Um but it was the coolest experience because like I usually sit down and play for like, I don't know, two hours at a time and I can make it through like a, a, a chapter of the game and then watch the TV show in like a sit down. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm ready to play like the next chapter. And then I would do that the next day. But it was such a cool, it was such a cool intertwining of the, the two different medias. But yeah, if you like cutscenes, I definitely, definitely recommend checking that out. Yeah, that's cool. I actually, I, that was the thing. Like I had seen the game. And again, I don't. I've said it before. I don't like paying sixty dollars for a game. I don't. I don't pay sixty dollars for a game. Yeah. I didn't pay sixty dollars for Fallen Order either. Right. <laughs> I I got that by other means, but the the game always looked cool to me, and I just never got around to actually getting it and trying it. The gameplay itself is really cool. Like it's it's super fun. Um, there's like, basically it's it's it has to do with with the the time and the manipulation of time. And mm-hmm. how there's like these fractures in time that that cause different things to happen, and your character learns to control time in different ways to like create shields and like move quickly and protect himself. Um, I'm, pr- I'm probably gonna have to get it after the, I finish Fallen Order. Yeah, I, I think you would. I think you would. You would get a kick out of it. It is. Yeah, it's. It's kind of like. It's kind of like Fallen Order in a sense that it's very cinematic. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, but uh, it was. It was probably. I bought it at launch, which is probably four, three, four years ago now, um, and I absolutely, I absolutely loved it. It was like one of my favorite games that year. Um, it's going for forty bucks still. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure if it's on Game Pass. Like that might be a thing to check too, because it is a Microsoft oh, Studios true. game. If it is, I'll definitely do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. Yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing Fallen Order. Also, I need to try to finish it this weekend. I don't know how far in I am. I heard it wasn't the longest of games, but I don't know how. I I feel like I've put a decent amount of time in. Yeah. Like how many hours would you say so far? I've got to say I've got at least fifteen hours in. Okay. Because I, I had I had like a four five, six day weekend last weekend for Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. And I think that was like the game that I played almost all weekend. Yeah. I think I have probably half that, maybe seven seven. Oh, hours. nine hours. I was I was not even fucking close. <laughs> um 
Yeah, I'm like nine hours, but I don't. I, I mean, I don't know how far in, like, how far through the game I am. But yeah, from what I read, people were saying like it's, it's a, if you don't do any exploring, it's a very like it's a shorter game. Yeah, maybe not very, but it's a shorter game. Which I'm fine with. Like I've, that's one of the things that like I've never judged my games based on like how long they are. Right, because yes. I can have a very enjoyable six-hour experience and feel that that's totally worth my sixty dollars, uh, and I can also have a very shitty thirty-hour experience and be like, "Well, that was not worth my my sixty dollars." You know what I mean? Yeah. But Let's check it on Game Pass right now. It looks like Halo Master Chief Collection. Is it on is. Game Pass. It is. I uh, yeah. I actually tried to play Halo Reach on stream last night. That's um, awesome. Off of Game Pass. Game Pass has been like, I knocked it when I when it first came out for PC, yeah. um, but I've actually been a big fan of it. I haven't canceled my Game Pass subscription. It seems like every month I find like at least one game that I find interesting on there to play. Well, I did that like year long like deal that there, yeah. there was a yeah. while back, so I have it at least for another couple months. Mm-hmm. I get into these like weird situations where it'll be like a late Saturday night, and I'll be like, man, I don't really feel like playing any of the games that I have. And I can pull up Game Pass and just kind of scroll through the library and say, hey, this game looks kind of cool. I'll just download it real quick and play it. Uh, and that's a, that's, a nice, that's a nice feature to have. But it feels like they keep putting on these, like, these occasionally, like every one, one or two months, they put on these big games that it's like, hey, it's nice to have this and just be able to play it, you know? Like, I played yeah. Outer Worlds for a little bit. Um, obviously, I wouldn't have played Halo if it, if it wasn't, you know, on Game Pass. Um, yeah, I'm buying the whole Master Chief collection regardless. See, I'm fucking obsessed with Halo. That was my game back in the day. Oh man, we're we're about to fight then. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't play Halo back in the day, right? So wow. understand that everything that I say is is not. I don't have the nostalgia that a lot of people have driving behind it. Yeah. Um, and then when Master Chief Collection first came out on Xbox. I was excited because I thought, hey, this is my chance to jump into Halo, like get involved. I'll play through the stories. I'll get involved in the multiplayer, right? And I'll be able to like enjoy this stuff with my friends. And as I'm sure a lot of us remember, the Master Chief Collection when it launched on Xbox was a, a raging dumpster fire. Oh, my God. It's still, Well, I haven't played it in a long time, but it was fucking awful. Yeah. And I could never get it to work. Uh, I got super frustrated. I got burnt out because I had paid sixty bucks for it. And I couldn't even like I couldn't even play with my friends. Um, then since I didn't have the nostalgia, I didn't even make it through the Halo One campaign because like those campaigns don't hold up, right? Like it, they were great gaming fifteen years ago, um, but they're they're not like it's not great level design. It's not great campaign design by today's standards um i guess i when i when i think back on it though i think back very fondly on those campaigns yeah right because you you played through them right you have those you have those feelings that make you enjoy them right they, they take you back somewhere where well, like yeah for like someone... i remember playing with my friends like in co-op on yeah. Halo, the original halo yeah and we were doing like fucking cover fire like one of yeah. us would move up then the other would cover and one other like it was it was a whole thing man yeah it was so like without without that like nostalgic feeling like there's just nothing like it's just not good gaming 
like today. Yeah. Um, Although I will say that the majority of my time spent playing Halo, which had to have been easily over a thousand hours, like yeah. if not close to two, because that was when I was young. I didn't have responsibilities. <laughs> responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. And me and my friends were staying up till like three in the morning almost every night just playing Halo online, which I probably have said it before, maybe even on the podcast, but like back then you couldn't play Halo, the original game online because Xbox yep. Live was like almost nothing. It didn't and even exist. Yeah. So what you could do though is you could play LAN games, which was like why LAN parties were so huge for me, at least when I was back then, because we would always play Halo LAN parties. And for the but younger some... viewers, that means you all had to be sitting in the same room. <laughs> yes, you had to each bring your own Xbox and <laughs> yes. <a> screen <laughs> yes. to a single room and then hook them all up via Ethernet wires to, to a single DHCP server. Yep. And so anyways, I, w I would play that game like religiously so much so that we even like we got this software that you could run on your PC that was tunneling software. Mm -hmm. it was, I, think it, I think it was called XP Connect. It's something like and that, yeah. Something like that. This is a very it, straightforward <laughs> name. Yeah. And it basically what it did was it tunneled your LAN connection out over the internet so that you could play with other people. Yep. So that's all we were doing was playing online over this thing. And I'll never forget the 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 trials and tribulations you had to go through to oh, get yeah. people to join your game. Because you had to go in there and it would just be the whole chat room. There's like one central chat room in this program and you would just spam 2v2s, 3v3s, 3v3s right here. Come <laughs> come do 3v3s with us, Blood Gulch, Blood Gulch, 3v3. Like you just spam it until you got timed out and then spam it some more when you got back <laughs> until someone finally joined up. It was, that it sounds was wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I kind of ran into the same problem last night when I tried to play Reach multiplayer. Um, mm. In that, like, it just, without that, like, nostalgic feeling, it was hard for me to get into it, right? It just didn't feel, maybe it's the fact that it was on PC and the game wasn't originally on PC. Uh, yeah. It just didn't feel good. Like, it just didn't feel right uh, compared to, like, modern day shooters. Um, so I played probably like five or six games and then I switched back to destiny. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you, you, you love the studio that made the game. At yeah. Least. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's, and, and so like, and so like we kind of talked with some of my friends that do have this, like this halo nostalgia. Um, and the same things that draw me into destiny are the same things that drew people into halo. Um, you know, because yeah. the, the gunplay, the, you know, the bungee magic, so to speak, on how, like, the guns felt and, like, how the game played and how, like, the gunfights went around um, works really well, uh, especially on, on controller and stuff. And I, I just don't think that, like, the reach, like, I don't think it translated to PC as well as it should have. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. I'm downloading it right now, actually, because I forgot that it came out. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Really, um, I'd be curious to see what you what you think after you play. Uh, well, here's on, the on here's the keyboard. thing too. Is that I didn't. I definitely, I've and I've actually played original Halo on mouse and keyboard because people don't realize yep. they released Halo on yeah. PC yeah. way back. Um, but I didn't and I didn't like mouse and keyboard as much because I had. So 2, many thousand yeah. hours probably 
with um, my FPS Master Controller, and that's like how I knew the game. And that that and granted, I will say the reason why I love that game too so much was because it's probably the only game that I've ever been like extremely extremely good at like i was very very good at it to the yeah. point where i had friends that wouldn't want to play with me and you know the whole the best thing because when you would play on that xb connect too it's hard to know that you're playing with legit players sometimes oh, so the yeah. best thing was when people would just quit the match and and call us hackers and then just leave <laughs> <laughs> Because we weren't hacking, but that's like the ultimate compliment. Isn't that as 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 a gamer, that's like the greatest thing somebody could call you. But it got to the point where every single match we played, which we predominantly, honestly, played capture the flag matches, but never actually tried to capture the flag. It was mostly just about killing the other team. It's just (laughs) so you could play Slayer without the game ending. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So we would have games that would last like an hour and a half. And it it always ended <laughs> at the point where people would just quit and they would say, just you guys are fucking hacking and quit. Farming. <laughs> but I remember I have pictures from my flip phone, which took probably like 8-bit pictures. Like they're terrible, terrible pictures. But I took pictures of the scoreboard because I had like 100 to 0 kills. I mean, 100 oh kills to 0 deaths or like 100 and something kills to 1 death. Like, it was insane kill-to-death ratios. I Mom, get game. the camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, those are those are my glory days. I look back on that now, and I'm just like, why can't I be as good as I was at that game? Right. <laughs> at anything. <laughs> just don't have the friggin' time. I know. Like, could you imagine, like, if, if you were that good at something and started streaming? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, how, how different my, everything would be? If only streaming was, like, a thing back then. Right youtube wasn't maybe, even a thing yet back then yeah maybe i could be you know uh one of one of the the big guys what what's like the ninjas the there ninjas of of the world didn't he he actually started with halo too yeah he? i mean that's where that's where ninja became ninja uh you know he started playing professional halo um and 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 took it from there and he played professional halo for eight or nine years before he ever started streaming you know but that is where like his streaming career got like its base was like people knew who he was from you know halo professional tournaments and shit nice yeah i learned all that stuff after he came over to mixer because i had no idea (laughs) i know i remember having this conversation who is Mm. he (laughs) oh man so have you been streaming at all not not super uh, not a lot really like i um I streamed um, the Tesla truck reveal. Oh yeah, the Cybertruck. That was yeah, the Cybertruck. I that was my last stream. How it was like a half-assed you... Tango Talk slash. How many uh, Cybertrucks have you pre-ordered? I haven't pre-ordered any, but one of my good friends pre-ordered it. Did he? Yeah. And honestly, when I you can see my react. Actually, I don't know if the VOD is still up, but the uh, you could see my reaction to it when I first saw it. I was. I was a little bit flabbergasted. <laughs> I think but everybody was. <laughs> I have to say, in, in, in the time since then, all of the things I've read about the truck, why it looks the way it looks, um, the reasons they made certain things look the way they did, I actually I, I love it because it's function over form. And even even the form, like the look of it, it's grown on me. Yeah. 
Like, if you were to compare that This is a lot function, of function. Yeah, it is. It's it's all function. Like, a lot Everything. of function. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if you were to compare that truck on paper to any other truck in the world, it just, like, pisses all over it. Yeah. It's just... It's just... Like, I think we had this conversation the night of the release. It's just, like, why... Probably. Like, why do we need that? Like, if it, if it's... If it's just, like, a big dick play, like, to say yes. we need it because, you know, we can do it, so we have to we have to do it, fine. I'm all for it. But it's, like, I'm frustrated because, like, if that truck it comes in at, like, 10 grand cheaper, right, it's in my mm-hmm. wheelhouse of maybe I go, you know what, I could drive an electric truck. It's got enough range yeah. that it gets me where I need to go. But, like... Well, I mean, 39000 is is really cheap for a truck. Uh, I mean, for a base, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's 39,000 base. Yes. You know, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's one of those things that like, I don't need bulletproof windows and dent proof doors. You know what I mean? True. And I feel it like also you, comes with you standard air suspension and, yeah. and, and uh, some of the things that I didn't even think of, I actually watched this guy who's from alabama i think what he did a review of the truck and um he talked all about it and he was very skeptical of it after seeing it but then like as he started hearing the things about the truck like he got won over and now he's like a big proponent for the truck like he loves the truck Mm. um but he said like just so like if you look at the truck bed it's got this retractable retractable bed cover that goes into the truck and then covers the bed of the truck when you're, you know, want to cover it. Yeah. They said that alone, like, yeah, the, the Ford F-150 might uh, start at a slightly lower price than 39000 But if you want to get a hard top cover for that truck, he says, like, six grand. So you're already, like, easily putting that money. It's like... I mean, maybe worth- a motorized hard top cover. I have a hard top cover on mine. It's, like, $300. For the for the like a brand new one from the manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, not six grand. Well, I don't know. That, I don't know yeah. enough about trucks. All I know is that's what that guy said. Well, yeah, so, and it's I it's. Guess... I, I think it's one of those things where like, if if you're the type of person that needs all of those premium type of things, then yeah, sure, it's probably not a bad thing. But like to yeah. me, like I just need a truck that I can throw a shit ton of duck decoys in in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> that gets me, you know, here to there. Um, yeah, I totally get that. I, I, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's a market for it. Like, I'm sure there's people that want it well, just because it makes a statement. There's definitely a market for it. I mean, they have already a quarter of a million pre-orders. The last time they 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 uh, talked about the numbers for it, so that's wild. They have a lot, a lot of people want that truck. That's wild. That number's only going to grow, so. Cause honestly, like the Model Threes have grown on me. Uh, oh yeah, well I I love my Model Three. Yeah, I mean, it's absolute best vehicle I've ever driven in my life, and, I, and I'll I'll say I've driven at least five other vehicles that I've owned. So yeah, that's my like my sixth or seventh car I want to say, and it just there's just nothing else that has even come close to it. Like absolutely nothing. Like driving. I believe it. Driving wise, um, handling wise. I'm sure the fuel mileage is great. Oh, it's amazing! It's freaking amazing. 
it's yeah well i mean you say fuel but i mean i mean the energy no no, no. yeah that is, too yeah it is. yeah it's really good i i pay like 70 bucks a month yeah there's in, a in electricity there's a a white one um at work that i see driving by all the time uh and it i does mean have, sharp car does it have the white interior i don't know i haven't looked i, I, I don't pay attention enough to notice that's but the I'll, one I'll look that i'll look on monday like I want the white interior so friggin' bad, but they didn't offer it when I ordered it. Like they didn't offer almost anything when I ordered it because as I someone, was like one of the very first. As someone with a two-year-old, that just like it gives me twitches. I know, and that's one of the things that I was <laughs> worried about when I, when I googled it. Everybody yeah. who has the white interior that Tesla makes, because it's not like real leather or anything, they said like it's amazing. Like everything just wipes right off. It doesn't yeah. stain blue jeans, nothing. Like it all comes right off. So. I was less worried about that, but I wanted it so bad, but they didn't offer it. I think it looks so much better. Well, we'll see. I'm sure we'll see a lot of these trucks. I have a feeling. Well, I'll post some stuff. I mean, it's going to be 2021 before anyone gets one. Yeah, for sure. But um, if I'm still in this community doing stuff around here, then I'll, I'll post some pictures and whatnot because my good friend is getting it. So... I'm oh, yeah. probably post. I'm, I'm gonna race him. That's like the first thing I'm gonna do. When I mean, obviously, like, you have to. Come on, right? we gotta race because he's getting the equivalent price. Like, so he's get. There's three different models. He's getting the fifty thousand dollar one, mm-hmm. and that's essentially the same price point as what I paid for my car when it came out. Yeah. Although technically, they don't even offer my version anymore because it's they're all all wheel drive, whereas mine's rear wheel. Oh really? But uh, yeah, and um, it's it's one of those manufacturing um. They just wanted to make it easier to manufacture it. So they're yeah. like, well, no more rear wheels. We're just going to do all, all wheel drives. That thing's got to be pretty fun in the snow. It's it's actually not so bad. It's because the weight distribution on it is great. Like, But can you make it be fun in the snow is what I'm getting at. You can try. The, yeah. what you Well, you can. It just takes a little work. Like people, essentially what you have to do is you have to defeat the uh, traction control system. Yeah. Which is unbelievable on, on that car because they can literally detect wheel slip down to the millisecond. So, oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because you got electric motor, so you can detect wheel slip super early. Um, so, like, you, they, the, the traction control system is insanely good on it. But I've seen videos of people defeat the traction control by just removing some sensors or whatever. And then the car is just because it's all torque. You can, like, <laughs> just, like, slide around. That's what and, I was thinking. I'm like, man, all you got to do is just touch the touch the gas if you've taken, taken off the yeah. traction control and get that thing sideways. It'd be fun. Exactly. No, it's like it's like strafing in a video game with that car. You just You literally just move to the left. <laughs> Um. All right. I suppose we should talk about the podcast. Maybe. Maybe we should do that. I think it's forty-five minutes in already, and yeah, I haven't even mentioned it. So, um, because after not releasing an episode for three weeks, uh, I'm sure people got some questions. So we I had, we had in the podcast channel. I put a post up like last week, um, regarding the future of the podcast, um. And essentially what happened was is it was getting harder and harder for me to find time and uh, people to book as guests on a weekly podcast. Um, mm. There's obviously a lot of work that goes into that. I have to schedule with the person. Um, i got to make our schedules work out. Um, I've got to make sure that we get questions from the Discord. I've got to do my own little bit of research so I'm not just going in blind talking to somebody and, you know, 
saying, hey, uh, so do you stream? You know, that, that type of stuff. And uh, mm. it, it gets hard to do on a weekly basis. Um, but at the same time, like, I didn't want to do less podcasts because I know people look forward to it in their feed every week. Um, so I wanted to make sure that we could keep doing it. I do. So I posted, I posted a poll and asked if people would like to see podcasts less often or if they would like to see the podcasts kind of, uh, kind of transition into something a little bit different. Um, and as expected, everybody wanted to keep having, you know, weekly podcasts. So I am in the middle of doing a refresh on what this podcast is. Um, so this episode is, is kind of an example of a little bit more of what we're going to shift to. Um, so obviously the, the OOU month in review episodes have done really well. People like it. I like, you know, talking about what's going on in the community. I like talking about everybody's achievements, things like that. But I also want to bolster that with some other type of more interactive type of episodes um so one of the things that we're going to start doing and i'm going to try to get this set up to trial next friday um i would like to do a call-in show so essentially it could be you know it could be you and me it could be me and anybody else from the team it could be you know anybody or it could just be me um and i'll create a waiting room channel in discord where people can hang out if they want to you know ask a question or tell a story or something like that and I'll be able to pull people in one by one as if they were calling into a radio show. And we could chat for a couple minutes, let them tell their story, let them ask their question. We can, you know, chat about whatever. Um, and then obviously give them the opportunity to, you know, shout out whatever they need to shout out. And, and, and we can do it that way. And and use that as a way to, to interact with everybody in the community instead of just, like, the one person that's on that week. Because a lot of my issue is, is like my new job, I don't have as much time. Like I can't watch streams as easily at work. Um, so it's finding, it's, it's, I'm finding it harder to get to everybody in the community streams all the time. Um, so that I can find people to bring on the, ep- on the, on the different episodes. So that is, that is one of the, the big ones that we're, I think we're gonna, we're gonna move to, um, and I then, definitely like the idea of the call-in. Yeah, I think it could be a lot of fun if we can make it work. Definitely. Um, so there's a little bit of there's a little bit of technical aspects that go into it from my audio and recording side that I've got to figure out this week, um, and then obviously some planning that needs to go into making sure that we, we actually have people show up. So the way i look at it is like this could be like one of the the greatest things and it could also be like one of the most monumental explosive failures (laughs) that we've ever seen (laughs) well Uh, you you know might might help is if you stream it at the same time so then you could pull people in from chat yeah yeah so and that's that's the other thing i want to do is i want to start making these live episodes so the last two episodes that we did with swiffer and faded angels um we did both of those live on my channel on twitch uh, and people enjoyed it. Like people hung out and chatted, um, and they liked listening to it live. Um, so I feel like that's a cool opportunity um, to 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 broaden it, right, and let more people engage with the content how they want to. So, yep. and then obviously we we would still have the occasional guest episode. Um, it, you know, basically what I'm saying is it's going to be less 
regimented where it's gonna be the, it's not gonna be the same thing every week. Um, and it, it very well could be, I just say, hey, community, give me some questions, and I'll sit here and answer your questions on stream audio or stream setup or you know whatever you want to ask and it'll just be me if i can't find somebody but we'll at least be able to get episodes out on a more consistent basis um yeah and i think that this is just the natural progression of a show like this i think if you try to stay regimented in a format for too long um you know the the podcaster gets burnt out uh the listeners get burnt out um, and I think it's good for these to kind of, kind of shift and flow and, and kind of refresh everything every so often. And we've been going on, I mean, I think next week is like the official one year anniversary of the podcast. I think Rob's first episode was like the, wow. the week, uh, before Christmas or something like that. And this is episode what? 47? 47. Yeah. Cause we took, I skipped one week for the raid day and then we took three weeks off. So otherwise we would be at 51. So next week would be episode yeah. 52 that's still pretty damn good yeah the first year of a podcast you have almost an entire year yeah worth of episodes oh yeah and i mean it's by, not by that i mean weekly and, it, and it's good like because i've got um you know one of our community members gamers babe uh she she stops into chat every once in a while and she's enjoying the podcast so she's listening through all of the episodes so she stops in the chat she says hey i'm episode 16 today or hey i'm on episode and look like, like if you're new coming to the community like there's a lot of podcast content for you to listen to. That's cool. And That's like, really cool. I hadn't thought about that. And like learn like all about the community, right? So all these new people that join the one of us community, they can come into, they can go to Anchor, they can go to Spotify, they can go to whatever, and they can just start listening to the podcast episodes and learn about everybody on the team and everybody on yeah. the community. And it, it's, it is like this really cool archive of like the birth and growth of the one of so us did- community. Did she get past like the first ten episodes and be like, "Man, I can't wait to watch uh, it's Bree and Jay Crisby." <laughs> I don't, I don't know where where she's at now. <laughs> like, oh, I got some news for you <laughs> about that editor's <laughs> note. <laughs> um. So yeah, so I wanted to put, I wanted to make sure I dropped something in everybody's podcast feeds. Um. So if you made it through all the original bullshit about tv and movies and our 20 minute plex ad and uh tesla and you made it to the actual podcast portion that is the plan (laughs) going forward um so i i can't guarantee you know weekly getting right off the drop um because a lot of this stuff is going to create some work to get get up and running but my plan is to get stuff up and running to the point where the workflow is super easy um so that it is not a big time drain to do these types of things and i can just you know post in chat hey guys this is we're doing a call and show tonight this time twitch tv also be in the discord and we can just we can just roll with it you know yeah that would be cool but i still want to do these these you know monthly ou reviews um yeah but like like we had talked in snapchat i think it would be cool to bring in some of the other team members and you know, yeah, let, let them have talks. I've already mm-hmm. talked to Rob. I told him I want to, I want to do another full episode with him because his, I mean, his episode was obviously like a year ago. Yeah. Uh, it was the first one. It was the earliest, like you didn't have everything sorted yet. We didn't have discord questions. We didn't have no. nothing. Uh, yeah. so yeah, it'd be cool to, to redo some of those, those first episodes. 
Uh, and to, to anyone out there thinking that I'm just like a podcast hog, I constantly am saying, like, listen, yeah, else no, no, no. Here. <laughs> like, I, I just happen to be the one who's free some these nights. Usually. Yeah. Well, and, and like, that was the thing is like the one time, like, I, I, I hate to like, I know Palp is willing to help, but like, this is his stream time. Um, yeah. You know, and I, and it's hard. Like, I don't want to just like completely circumvent what he had planned. Um, yeah. You know, Rob's Rob's busy because he's. I mean, he's actually on his honeymoon right now. Um, you know, chaotic's working like a thousand hours a week or something like that. Yeah. Um. So it's it's uh, it, it's just worked out. And plus, I think, I think we have good conversations and we we podcast well together. I think we do. I mean, I I always enjoy it. Whether or not the the, the listeners enjoy it is another thing. But I definitely yeah. always enjoy it. <laughs> um. But I suppose, like, we should probably do, like, as long as we're doing an OU and review type of thing, I suppose we should probably look at some achievements. Sure, so if I'm if I'm scrolling through this, I've got Captain Oates. Uh, so this is all the way back. This goes all the way back a couple weeks now into November. Captain Oates had a 700 followers. Curly Dino hit 4,000 followers. Wow. Killing it. She's got three grand more than i do right <laughs> <laughs> yo same <laughs> uh it's amazing though it's sharky b at 2500 wow uh old smoky <laughs> joe uh 347 bacon space at 800 bacon's been doing some cool things uh uh in web design he's got that uh he's got that website now that you can see who from the stream team is live uh it's That's pretty cool yeah it's, it's pretty nice because I, I i you know if you if you can't find the mixer team page right or something like that or if the mixer's not you know the team pages aren't working you can head over there and, and check that out uh it doesn't show the twitch streamers though and i didn't want to i don't want to say anything but feel a little <laughs> true true you feel slighted. a little slighted there um what else we got here uh lumpy stuff with 361 followers uh, yo, Silas Nix. I feel like, I feel like every time we do one of these episodes, Silas is hitting a new me- uh, milestone. That's cool. Uh, twenty eight hundred followers. Damn. Crazy. And also, so like, good. if you haven't seen like his artwork shit and like animation stuff that he does, I haven't. I have not. It is really good. Uh, I was in his stream a while ago, and he's got like these really cool transitions that he's done in like three D animation. Um, nice. And he posted some stuff in Marketplace, um, where he's you know he's making different sorts of uh, like different sorts of transitions and, and and animated logos and stuff like that. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely do. Uh, he's he's got some some real real skills with that. Um, That's cool. And then the I most appreciate that kind of stuff. The most recent achievement. Okay. And this is this is a fellow stream team member, Emperor Palpastream, made the uh, transition to Twitch back on November sixteenth, I think. So like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, for his extra live stream. And then he had PC problems, so he hadn't been able to stream for probably about a week and a half until I think last week. And just today, he had affiliate on Twitch. So, palp sub button dropped. Um, so, if you haven't, make sure you go over to twitch.tv forward slash Emperor Palpa Stream. Uh, hit him with that follow for sure. 
If you've got a Twitch Prime, you can always use that to sub to him or any of the other Twitch creators uh, in the One of Us community. If you have Amazon Prime, by the way, you have Twitch Prime. That's yeah. just yeah. All you gotta do is go into your Twitch account and like link your Amazon Prime account yes. or like Which link your Amazon account. You should definitely do. It's pretty great. Yeah, you, you get, get a free, free sub time. every month. Like how? Yeah. How can you beat that? Also, um, that's that, that noise I made. That's the hype horn. That's like yeah. If anyone wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's cool. Like so, you know, it was probably like th- three, four months ago. Um, that tool and I both kind of started to make the transition over to Twitch. Can um, we can we just can we just hit, take pump the brakes for a second here? Yeah. Tool. I feel like Tool don't love me anymore. He doesn't love us anymore. Where are you, Tool? Tool's, what is going on, Tool? Tool's too busy killing it on Twitch right now. I know. He, like I keep seeing like he's streaming right now. I can see he's in he's in his he's in his voice chat room or whatever. Yeah. But like. He he's never in our Snapchat no more. I know. <laughs> he just he just ignores that Snapchat. Too, I miss you, Tool. It's too old for Snap now. I know. Um, he's he's got too many kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's cool. So like we we had moved over here one because we thought that our our content was better suited for Twitch, but two we wanted to be able to expand the one of us community um, outside of just Mixer, right? Make this kind of like a global thing. And one of the things I've noticed is that there's more and more new names um, posting in the Twitch directory on the Discord. Nice. Um, so we have a presence there. Um, you know, Tools here, I'm here, Palps here, uh, Daedric Angel just moved over. Uh, it's Ducks yep. is is over here on on Twitch now. So like the one of us, and everybody's got the spinning coin, right? So you go <laughs> now, you go to these these Twitch streams, and you see the spinning one of us coin. Um, Speaking of, I gotta update yours still. That'd be great. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just it's just really cool to see that like the the community's diversified so much. You know that we're just kind of we're taking we're taking over everywhere. It, it seems- is. It's great, and that's what the community honestly should be. It's yeah. like we've always envisioned it as this all inclusive community. It, yes, it did. You know, it birthed on Mixer for the most part, mm-hmm. but. I we've always wanted it to be you know an all inclusive platform like you don't even like obviously you don't have to be a streamer at all you could but we, we also you know if you enjoy the community you could watch on Twitch you could watch on Mixer you could watch on both yeah you know you could even watch on YouTube gaming which yeah, you know sure. not many people do but you know <laughs> <laughs> but that, like, but that's you the could. thing is like we've got a whole bunch of people that are YouTubers that are putting yes. up really cool you know, YouTube content and the YouTube channel. Like it, 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 there's, there's so much content being created. And I think we've said this like years ago where like the level and quantity of content that comes out of this, uh, this community is, is absolutely insane. Yes. Absolutely insane. Like the horse, the horse was beaten to death long ago when I say this is the best community ever. And I never expected it to be what it is, but like the horse is rotting on the ground it's barely it's just a skeleton at this point but i have to say it again because i'm still amazed yeah. still amazed at how great this community is and how large and how uh drama free it really is like it's yeah. just i don't see that very anywhere. often on the internet anywhere yeah so i shit. like I, yeah it is it's great and as if he heard us talking 
Um, I just watched Devil's Wrath post in the Achievements channel. Uh, he hit 15,000 followers this week. Whoa! Big numbers. Hey. Big numbers. Uh, so as usual, uh, thank you for everybody that posts in that channel. Um, I appreciate the, uh, we appreciate the hell out of you that you would, uh, you would want to share your achievements with us. Uh, I hope y'all keep killing it. Um, and, and things only keep going up. Yeah, it really, it is. It's crazy to see. Um, it's, I didn't realize devils was that far, that far along, man. 15 K. That's a great number. Um, I, I was watching him actually the other day. He had, I don't, I, I don't know if you stopped in at all, but he was building his newest gaming PC. No, I missed it. I was out, I was out hunting. Oh man. It was, it was crazy. He, I think he was, he streamed for like six and a half hours. Oh my God. <laughs> building this PC. And I was like, wow, you're still, you're still working on this. huh? <laughs> like granted I've built a couple PCs now, but like I appreciate the respect that he gave the process. He took his time building that PC, yeah. making sure everything was done exactly the way it needed to be done, done right. I could appreciate um, that. Yeah. I remember doing that my first time. I know. That's <laughs> now I'm just like barely like, okay, like I, I'm pretty sure I'm ESD safe. It's like, like I, got, yeah, yeah. I got 45 minutes. We can get this thing to boot to post. <laughs> exactly I, I think the quickest i've done it is like 45 minutes an hour I've yeah the whole PC. that's with all the parts pretty much laid out and ready to go yeah oh man i remember the first time i didn't have uh i didn't have grounding uh straps and i'm like ah oh, man yeah i should be okay it was like the middle of january like yeah. <laughs> it was like the worst case scenario <laughs> which granted you know what it, it you you if you really want to be safe, which he did, you should. You should wear the grounding strap. I have, oh, for sure. I have blown out an audio driver chip on motherboard before. Have you? Uh, with static electricity. Yeah. So it, you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. Even though things are conformally coded in, in most areas, the connectors are not because yeah. obviously they need to make contact. So if you are working on it and you hold it by something that's you know near a connector, you can static shock that. Sure. And I'm almost positive that's what happened when I um, – when I had the issue, which is yeah. I grabbed the motherboard and one of the fingers touched the audio connector and just whoosh, blew Boom. the audio driver on the, on the mobile. It yeah. just and the worst part is, is you know, you know when it happens too. Yep. <laughs> Cause you feel that static shock. And you're just like, uh, shit. I hope it's not as bad as I think it is. <laughs> um, so one last achievement and slash announcement that I wanted to make, um, is the extra life update so now i think most of the extra life um campaigns have been completed uh fundraising still goes until the end of the year so if you want to donate any of your christmas money uh, you always can <laughs> um we didn't hit our goal of five thousand dollars but Damn. but this community has raised four thousand six hundred and thirty five dollars for the kids this year that's that's like more than double what we got last year, right? Or did we get three last year? I think we were at three last year. So okay. this is still fifty so percent more than than what we did yes. last year, which is is that, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, that's crazy good. And, and like I said, when I put five thousand dollars down this year, like that was a stretch goal. Like I I mm -hmm. wanted I wanted to push people, um, and, and and we you know 
we, we really showed out. Like, I, I think everybody came together really well. And uh, $4,600 is nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. Um, oh, no. That's amazing. So definitely uh, a round of applause to, to everybody that, even if you didn't donate, like if you shared streams, if you were hosting people that were doing campaigns, uh, if you were telling your friends and your, your family about, you know, the campaign, like you helped, like everybody in this community was, was a contributor to this and, uh, worldwide across all of extra life. Uh, we ranked 302nd for teams wow. for, for money raising. That's not bad. No, that's really not bad for our second year as a community. Yeah. It's, that's uh, pretty damn good. That's that's big stuff, guys. That's uh, yeah. I'm I I couldn't be I couldn't be more proud. And like I said, it's going it's going to children, you know. It's going yeah. directly to uh, it's going directly to children's hospitals to help uh, help six kids uh, have a better better day, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's all I've got. You got anything else you uh you want to share for tonight? Um, I don't know. It's up to you. If you if. It, it, I'll bring it up. You tell me if you want to talk about it. Otherwise, we'll end it here. Yeah. Half-Life Alex. Let's talk about it. Have you ever played any of the Half-Life games? So I played, uh, what was the box? Yellow oh, box? Oh, the orange box? Orange box, yeah. So I yes. played all of that. Um, okay. But I was I, I was what... definitely not diehard Half-Life. It was Half-Life 3. Um, okay. Um, no, there's no Half-Life 3. Well, Half-Life 2. It was 1 and 2 combined with <laughs> Team Fortress, I think. <laughs> That 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 alone tells me you're not a diehard. No, no, <laughs> because um, that's the, the entire fan base. It's become like the meme. Like it's been a decade, and everybody's been waiting for Half Life Three. Yeah, like and, it was one of those things where like I I think I played some of Half Life, but then it was more of I played Counter Strike. Got you. you know yeah, I mean? Counter Strike Source yeah. and um, Portal were the two games that I believe that or or in Team Fortress I think that also came in. In the, the orange, orange box, box yep. that wasn't half-life oriented yep. and i remember buying it for half-life because i loved half-life i was like super into half-life because i was a steam person mm-hmm. like from the day from like the day i started pc gaming that was like the go-to pc store um so that was i, I definitely remember loving half-life too and the episodes of half-life that came after it and then going back, because I had originally started around the time Half-Life 2, so I had to, like, go back and play, like, Half-Life, like, the original and, like, yeah. Black Mesa and that stuff. But, yeah, I loved Half-Life 2, so I was very, very into it. And I definitely have been waiting for them to come out with a Half-Life 3, which I thought was going to be with the release of the Valve Index, which I bought, which is Steam's uh, VR headset. Yeah. And because normally the way valve does it is they they release a new technology to push something along on their platform mm-hmm. like when they released half-life 2 it, it was for the the source engine the yeah. uh, graphics and physics yep. engine so that was what they were pushing and then um they they they've kind of always done that type of thing where they they release a new technology or a new engine or something like that and they use it to push it along so i have figured new technology valve index uh they're gonna release half-life 3 to help push that along and then they didn't when i you know got the index and i was like man i was really expecting some of that but i guess that they were just 
little bit delayed in in development schedule or something because then you know just last like couple weeks ago or whatever it was they announced uh half-life alex which is technically not half-life 3 technically I not it's actually no. a prequel but i am unbelievably psyched for it because the vr mechanics are what i've been waiting for a vr game to to be like um that this game uh half-life alex and uh boneworks which is uh done by uh i forget the guy's name brandon brandon lash he's he's one of the guys who runs the youtube channel node if you've ever watched that which i love no i don't think so um it's a great youtube channel uh they do video game reviews basically but they also do like these side videos because brandon owns a vr game company called stress level zero okay that he makes some really good vr games like um it was the first one they did was uh hover junkers it was really good hmm. it was a plat that you basically drove around junk ships it was a shooter so you were like hind behind the walls in your own junk ship shooting at other people and then uh, after that a game that would be close to your wheelhouse was called um uh what the hell was the name of it it's basically it's a vr version of duck hunt but it's a horror game oh uh, it was season. called duck season yeah yes they made yes. that okay that was- now i know who you're talking about yeah yeah yeah, that's the guys who made Duck Season. Um, so now their next game is called Boneworks, and it's it's also got like the best VR mechanics I've ever seen, aside from Half Life Alex, where basically the entire world is interactable. Because in oh, VR, wow. there's a, a lot of gimmick mechanics. Yeah. Where like okay, you see something on the desk, but you can't pick it up. Like it's a stationary object. You put your hand, and it just passes through it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't even if you do the triggers, nothing. Like you can't can't touch it whereas in boneworks or in half-life alex everything is interactable even the walls so like in the very first two seconds of the trailer for half-life alex you see the person in vr put their vr hand up against the wall and use it like in real life like they'd be leaning on a wall granted you're not really leaning on a wall because you'd fall over it's not real but the fact that you can simulate that action to me and then like right after look through a shelf and just use not using triggers to grab things or pick things up but just literally use the the presence of your hand to push something to the side that's 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 really awesome so like you see like that's the second scene in the trailer they're looking through a shelf and they just take their hand and push a bunch of shit to the side so things like that it is is what i've been waiting for in vr like a fully immersive environment fully interactable and I would expect nothing less from from uh, the guys who made the Source Engine because everything in that game was physics based and interactive. You know what I mean? Like you yep, can yep. pick up anything with that gravity gun and shoot it around. Wow, so, that sounds crazy. From what I've said, you can tell I'm excited about it. So yeah. those are the two m- games that I'm most excited for in VR. Half Life Alex comes out March. That was one of the first games, by the way. I was willing to pay sixty dollars for, only <laughs> to find out that they are going to give it to me for free because I bought the Valve Index. There you go. That's nice. Friggin' win. So I was super happy about that. And I'll pay whatever Boneworks is. If they charge 60 bucks for it, I'm paying it because that game looks amazing too. Yeah, I saw saw that there was an announcement above it. Obviously, like I said, I'm not a a major Half-Life fan. Um, Yeah. But like I, since it was in VR, I'm like I'm not gonna watch it because like I don't have a VR headset, so I don't, I don't plan on playing it anytime soon. Yeah. Um. I'll probably like I'll probably watch some gameplay of it. Like if you stream it, I'll probably watch it. But yeah, that, that that's, that'll probably be the extent of it for me. I would check out the trailer just to see how far VR mechanics has yeah. come. You can kind of get an idea. I mean that that, that 
that's an important step though because i think that's oh, yeah. one of the reasons why like vr i wouldn't say vr hasn't interested me um but i haven't seen like the benefit of buying a vr headset yet because like you said everything feels really gimmicky like they almost in, like games, in most games yeah. yeah most games feel like they're just like glorified tech demos um, yeah as opposed to feeling like actual games so like if these mm-hmm. come out and these start feeling like actual games and like that would probably change my my opinion yeah. on vr quite a bit well i think that's absolutely what half-life alex would do because it's the first triple a studio game that was developed not 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 only for vr but only for vr mm-hmm. like there's been triple a games that were developed and like they kind of tackle on vr but this is this game was like no like y- you literally cannot play it without vr the ga- the core mechanics of this game require vr yeah. so that's what i'm excited about well that's awesome yep i just figured i would bring that up since it's been on my mind but you should definitely check out the trailer anyone out there who's interested also check out the trailer yeah but that's check it that's out. all i got cool uh anything you want to plug you want to tell me where they can find you uh no nah. <laughs> nah, fuck it <laughs> No, I mean, if people don't know where they can find me by now, it's like, all right. Like, granted, Whiskey Tango. My name's Whiskey Tango. If you can find me, it's a, it's a treasure hunt. Find me on Mixer. <laughs> well, I'm 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 shameless, so I'm gonna plug myself. Uh, you can find me on Twitch, Facebook, and Instagram at Roxy Roller, YouTube at Roxy Roller TV, and Twitter at Roxy Roller One. I make extremely mediocre content on all those platforms, um, but I think I'm the funniest on Twitter. <laughs> whiskey once again thanks for uh joining me uh thank you everybody for bearing with me while we transition this podcast into whatever it's going to become uh i'm i'm excited for what we're going to be doing here in the future i hope you are too and uh Bye. hope you guys enjoy the ride with me and uh if that's it this has been episode yeah. 47 of the one of us community podcast Bye. bye